Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best friends forever. Best friends forever. Fantasy best friends forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, man? Well, first of all, I'm trying to figure out these headphones again. Right. So that's fun. All right. All right. I'm getting something. I'm getting somewhere. All right. It's, it's been a weird morning. Has it been? For me. Why is that? Just didn't sleep well. It's just one of those days so far. I think I need to go see a doctor or something. I just I have no energy all the time. You know, did you know that I have a hypothyroidism, Greg? No. I take a thyroid pill every day, so maybe that's... that's uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's part of it, but I just, I just feel tired all the time. So that is the first thing on my mind. Also, while I was walking up here, obviously we have Gabe Marinci right outside the studio. He was down in the control room. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, what do you think Gabe's reaction would be if coming back from one of his breaks on Red Heat and Rage, we played the Dude 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 song? You, so I've seen it. I've seen the reactions when you play music that he doesn't like. I just, How do you know he doesn't like that? Maybe he it's, likes... It, it's, it's not worth it, man. He doesn't like Third Eye Blind? No. Well, we know he doesn't like ska music, that's for sure. No. He doesn't... No. Poor Michael Florio was the, uh, the test subject for that one. Yeah, imagine we played... Imagine we played Gabe some Enya, how that would go over. Oh, my God. He'd probably strangle somebody. Like, in the FanDuel Sportsbook while he's doing the show. Mm-hmm. Imagine Michael Florio. Yeah. Do you miss Michael Florio? Very, very much. I miss him too. Yeah. Did you DM him yesterday? Yeah. I, mean, I told him. We I have like him. a group text where we could just talk it out, Greg. Well, I felt that he needed to be personal. You know, one on one. Had to make sure that you're you're feeling all right. I am. So you know it's interesting because Florio for years would take our computers and send direct messages to people like Gabe, like Scott Angle, the King, Robert Latal, Robert Latal. Uh, that, that was a popular one. That was a very popular one by Florio. And yesterday, I walked out of the room um, for something. I think it was uh, to film a video for FanDuel, I believe. And I looked back. I was like, you know what? My computer's open today. Would Frank go this length and send a message out? And I'm like, no. Frank and I have had a really good relationship when it comes to this. We've been on the same team, the same side. He's not going to touch it. I did a double take, and I walked out of the room. And I came back to a direct message from Mike Florio telling me he misses me too. And I was like, that bastard. And that's how I feel this morning. What bastard? You. Me? Yes. Did we have any interns in here yesterday or anything? No. Some interns, some, some part-time workers. I think you got to talk to one of those guys, Greg. I think we got to get down to this. It wasn't me. I believe it was you. What are you talking about? It was you. I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. Mm-hmm. I think we had some interns snooping around, looking at your laptop, 
That's a that's a fireable offense. Sure, you I, don't go around oh. messing with an executive's laptop, Greg. So do you think I should fire all the interns? Is this what you're asking me to do? No, no, but if I think we have to have some kind of accusation process here. you want me to fire the interns because you believe one of them did this, no, I'll do it. I didn't say you have to fire them, you but we have to get down to this. Manager. You want me to fire them? We have them. to get down to this. I, I'll, I will fire them. That's what you think. I didn't say fire them. I said we have to figure out who did it. I, I think I know who did it. Look, man, if you miss Florida, just let him know. I did. I told him. We have a group text. We, you know, we share a lot of personal things together. We do. Alex Collins or Kenyon Drake? You have running back rankings, man. <laughs> you should, you should, you should That's what someone just asked in the chat. All right. 844-843-6879. Um, we're into the running backs on the show. Running back rankings. We'll do that throughout the program today. We have Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries. She will join us coming up in about 13 minutes from now. A lot of injuries popped up late yesterday, early this morning. Uh, Virginia has you covered up to the minute with the latest and greatest information uh, when it comes to these players. Before we continue and we start with the running backs, I want to go to you, Frank, for today's stat of the day. Yeah, so this was interesting. After looking into it, uh, because we all saw in primetime Monday Night Football, the Jets absolutely tear the Lions apart on the ground with their defense, special teams. Specifically on the ground, I looked into this, right? So last year, after Haloti Nada went down for them, he, he played the first five weeks. So from week six on... The Lions' defense allowed 12 rushing touchdowns to running backs over their final 11 games. No Haladi Nada this year with the, with the Detroit Lions. He's now in Philadelphia. They allowed 177 rushing yards and two touchdowns to the Jets in week one. Who do they face this week? It's the San Francisco 49ers. Alfred Morris had three rushing attempts within the five-yard line in week one. He did fumble and lose one of those. But I think he's a pretty good bet to get in the end zone this week, Greg. Really? Yes. You're buying it. Yep. I like, I like both 49ers running backs as flex options this week. So in one of our leagues today, um, we had our first waiver bid since the draft. Alfred Morris was available. I, I, was, I was actually putting, uh, I was putting bids in, in that league yesterday okay. when I was down in the control room. Right. Might have left that page open for a little bit. You th- Did you go snooping around? You, you think I went snooping? Did you go looking at my bids? You think I went snooping? Because you just barely beat me out for Alfred Morris. Mind you, do you know what your bid was? was the first you know waiver you, do you know run. What your bid was now? No, I don't. But I know <laughs> that it was very close to what you had. This was the first waiver run of the year. This was a league where I lost Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. Jarek McKinnon, mm-hmm. and Doug Baldwin. Three right. of my first four picks. Mm-hmm. And I don't have James Conner. So this seems terrible. Mm-hmm. And you outbid me by Alfred Morris by a very slim margin. Mm-hmm. So you're out here accusing people of stuff, Greg. I think that there's a chance that you went snooping in my CBS account and looked at my bids. So number one, it sounds like you're accusing me of something. Well, you accused me first. Because I, I, I caught you, number one. You didn't catch number, me. Number two, can I, can I be completely honest with you? Yes. So when I woke up this morning and I saw a whole fight about fab bidding, like it didn't go through, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh man, I did what anyway were claims in. I oh. totally forgot. I was like, I forgot. My bad. This is a bogus story. I was shocked. looked at my bids yesterday. And then I looked at my team. I was like, oh, cool. I have. I got. I think I got Philip Dorsett. Maybe. Maybe that was another league. I don't have too many leagues. Now no, you got Philip Dorsett. I think you Philip Dorsett, right? Yep. And I was like, oh, cool. I got Philip Dorsett. And I was like, wait a minute. I also got Alfred Morris. This is awesome. So I was really pumped about that. In did I tell you that Judy's in a fantasy football league? Did I tell you this? You might have mentioned it. You weren't listening. Okay. So did you actually tell me though? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. So then, how do you know that I wasn't listening? You said you, you said I might have. You, you might know. have. I don't know. 
Anyway, Judy's in her first fantasy football league. Right. Oh, you and, told me about the team name. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah, you told me. Right. So she picked this week up. I think she picked up Brandon Marshall. It's a great pickup. We have, we have <laughs> Brandon Marshall. Inside fans. my top 36 at wide receiver. Oh, my this God. Week, Greg. Uh, I'm going to all start him. Um, and then somebody dropped Matt Breida after last weekend. And I was like, huh. So her quarterback is Drew Brees. Her backup quarterback's Matt Ryan. And I was like, listen, you're never going to play Matt Ryan over Drew Brees. Never, ever, ever. You shouldn't play him anyway. So she put in a claim, which I think goes through tomorrow now, um, to pick up Matt Breida and drop Matt Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Especially when you have Drew Brees. I cannot imagine a scenario outside of Superflex where you're starting Matt Ryan ever in a one-quarterback league. Ever. Where is Matt Ryan in your quarterback rankings this week? Because I know those are done. Probably close to 20. I'll pull it up for you. Okay. You can check out my rankings right now. Well, it, well, RotoExperts.com. Well, really Free article, by the way. It's really interesting that you said that I would never start him even in a Superflex league. No, I said outside of a Superflex oh, out, league. Outside, I'm sorry. Yeah, I so I would use him in a Superflex. I have him at 18. So, so a in a one-quarterback mid- league, I'm not starting He's a him. mid-level QB2 to you. Pretty much. Okay. That I don't feel good about no matter what the matchup is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So especially with Drew Brees, you can drop him. All right, so uh, hopefully Judy will get her, her waiver claim. Hopefully it goes through. How do you feel about me having Alfred Morris and Matt Breida both ranked inside my top 30 this week? Listen, Alfred Morris was on the goal line. He didn't convert. Obviously, he fumbled. That was a disaster. But it was a really tough matchup for both Alfred Morris and Matt Breida. Like that, it could not have been worse yesterday for these guys. So with, with that being said, like I'm buying. I'm buying Alf. I'm buying Matt Breida right now. I'm doing it. And the, and the running back snaps, for what it's worth, Alfred Morris had 34, Matt Breida had 30. So it was very close to a 50-50 split. I think once they get down near the goal line, that is going to be Alfred Morris's job. But I wouldn't be surprised, based on what we saw in week one, and you don't want to just go chasing points, but this Detroit Lions... You don't want to go chasing waterfalls either. <laughs> yeah, good job, Craig. Uh, you see, you went and messed me up. The Lions are going to allow a lot of big plays to running backs this year, and I really do believe that. So I think there's a chance that both Alfred Morris can score from inside the red zone, inside the 10, whatever it might be, and Matt Breida has a chance to break off a long one here. And even if he doesn't, I think that yardage will be solid enough for him to be a flex play at the running back position this week. So I like both 49ers running backs against the Detroit Lions in San Francisco's home opener. Last week, obviously, the Niners played the Minnesota Vikings. And this week, the Vikings go to Green Bay. We're going to have an injury update on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams when we, talk Packers to, are a mess. when we talk to Virginia coming up in about seven minutes from now. But I have to ask, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, and Mike McCarthy just came out this morning and said, listen, this is no layup for Sunday. You know the Vikings are a brutalizing defense. They're going to go after Aaron Rodgers hard. Mike Zimmer is a very, very good defensive coach. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, like, you can't start. Anybody. Anybody, right? Anybody. Like, literally anybody. Does that include Jamal Williams? He will, not, he will not be inside my top 36 at running back. All right. He's barely inside of it now. Okay, so you wouldn't, start, Aaron Rodgers. you wouldn't start any of them. Devontae Adams, assuming he plays too, because we've got to get an injury update on that. The injury update there, at least, not from Virginia, mm-hmm. but from what I read this morning, he was back at practice today. He was limited, limited. but he was back at practice. He's going to be the guy who's, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, he's a wide receiver three. You can't take him out. I don't think you could take it. Like, well, if you have two, if you have three guys inside your top twenty-four, like I love Aguilar this week. I love Kenny Stills this week. If you have those guys on your team and Aaron Rodgers doesn't play and Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback, I will use those wide receivers over Devontae Adams this week. It's I think so, that's fair to say. You know, it's funny because it's we, not like he has Brett Hundley. He showed a rapport with Brett Hundley last year. Definitely, it's not Brett Hundley. It's Deshaun Kaiser. But you know what's funny? 
we preach a lot, or people preach, about like starting, you never sit a superstar, right? Devontae Adams... Well, when he doesn't have his quarterback, you got to consider it. Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver for many fantasy teams. My Multiple of mine included. I have him as well. He's a top 10 wide receiver, or was drafted as such. Easily. And you still would bench him without Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Potentially. It depends on Potentially. it depends on your options. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play going up against the Minnesota Vikings and Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback, I mean they took this game off the board right now. You can't even bet on it. So there's no lines, there's no over under because nobody knows what's gonna happen. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, this is a cakewalk for the Vikings. I don't care that they're in Green Bay. It doesn't matter to me. Fair enough. And that and that's layers on Green Bay. And we're gonna hear from Virginia exactly what the injury is to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and if there's cause for concern. And I have to think there is. So you know, I'm excited to talk to uh, Virginia uh, about that. Um, Leonard Fournette did not practice yesterday. I don't think it was much of a surprise. I think he kind of just needs to practice by Friday. Uh, but it's funny because I've missed, like, TJ Yeldon on my waiver wire multiple times this week. Like, I didn't even realize he was out there. That, that, that was the end of the statement. I'm sorry. That's fine. A and B, I believe he went for $29 in the Flex League he last did. night. He did. And that wasn't that even was to, I was referring to the Leonard Fournette owner. That was to one of the uh that was to the Tozy brothers. And I think you follow them at Legion Report. They, like you, Greg, kind of waited on running back. Because I remember when you were drafting back to back with them in that draft, you were worrying about them taking your running back targets that you liked. So they waited on running back. They had Kamara and their RB2 was not good. So they spent up big on uh, TJ Yeldon, and also on Phil Lindsay, so they're taking the shots there, um, but they didn't own either Leonard Fournette or, or Royce Freeman, so that's worth mentioning. Uh, again, it's a, it's a good matchup on the ground this week for whoever plays, if it's Fournette or Yeldon, going up against the Patriots, who allowed 4.9 yards per carry in week one, uh, and they allowed a touchdown to Alfred Blue. So well, they really did not. They actually made Lamar Miller look like he doesn't suck, Greggy. They did, and it was really interesting about that, Frank. Everyone's spending all this fab money on TJ Yeldon, and Doug Marone kind of leaked out. He was like, hey, we got to get Corey Grant more Corey involved. Grant, right? And he was like, like oh, come on, God. dude. Well, he probably saw the, uh, the TJ Yeldon YPC. I mean, TJ Yeldon in his career is typically not a great runner. Like, between the tackles, like, he hasn't been an efficient runner. He's a very good pass catcher. That's where TJ Yeldon excels. Um, but, I, yeah, if Leonard Fournette doesn't play, I still think we're seeing, you know, 15 to 18 touches for TJ Yeldon. That's probably, you know, 12, at least 12 rushing attempts and six receptions. And then maybe Corey Grant sees eight, something like that. I think that's how the breakdown would be. Leonard Fournette, obviously, without question, constantly dealing with those lower leg injuries or just leg injuries, hamstrings and whatnot, and he can't get away from it. And it reminds me of another guy that turned up lame late last night, early this morning. That's Corey Davis, who battled a hamstring injury all last year. Yesterday, he was limited in practice with a hamstring injury. Um, and fantasy owners freaked out, seeing... Oh my God, Corey Davis, hamstring, hamstring, hamstring. No, he didn't sit out practice. He was limited, so maybe there's some cause for optimism there. I think you should be worried about this. And I know, can we dub this like an overreaction week? I think we could, right? Like definitely, after week definitely. one. There are a few guys that I'm looking at right now after week one, and it's irrational. It's 100% irrational that I'm looking at and saying, you know, this might just be a wash year for this player. And it's week one. Like we're heading into week two. There are a few guys, like Leonard Fournette is one of those guys where I feel especially with a soft tissue injury like a hamstring and given the foot and ankle injuries that he's had in the past where I'm just like, this might just be a, a thing the entire season for Leonard Fournette. I feel the same way about Corey Davis. He battled the hamstring injuries last year. And on top of that, we already didn't feel good about the Titans offense based on what we saw in week one, Greg. Marcus Mariota looked brutal. 
He's banged up as well. They have no Delaney Walker. The running back situation is a mess unless you own Deion Lewis. I mean, we still don't know how that's going to break down. Yep. And, and then another player who I look at on my teams and I'm like, this is going to be a mess all year long. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy I, Watkins. I feel absolutely terrible. Somebody today asked me on Twitter, Sammy Watkins is a free agent in my league. I picked up Brandon Marshall. Do I drop Brandon Marshall to pick up Sammy Watkins? I said no. So did Floria. I said no. Yeah. This is a guy we were drafting in the sixth, seventh round, Greg. It's been one week. We have nothing. We have no optimism to gain with Sammy Watkins right now. Based on the way he was used in the preseason, based on the way he was used in week one, he was on the field much more than he was with Tyreek Hill, and he was targeted half the times. He had three receptions for 20 yards in a game where they put up 38 points. I feel terrible about Sammy Watkins right now. Just had to get all that off my chest. And there you go. Sammy Watkins. Are we overreacting? I don't really think so. I've never liked Sammy Watkins. I'm not a this Sammy is the Watkins. first time I've owned him. Not fun. Doesn't, doesn't not, feel great. Not fun. Now, speaking of Sammy Watkins, the guy that's always injured, we have a lot of injuries to get to. And that's why when we come back, we are joined by Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries. Stick around. More from your BFFs right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. We're back here with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And it is that time to remind you that BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. Using promo code FNTSY, BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. The promo code is FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. And in order to win, you need help on the injury front. And with that, we bring in our guest at this time. It is our friend Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries. Virginia, how are you? Doing well. Staying very busy with all these injuries. And you staying dry is most important. Yeah, I think... I think we actually are going to avoid most of the bad weather here. So Awesome. That's, that, that's fantastic to hear. Um, let me start in Green Bay. It's, it's one of the bigger stories of the week. The injury to Aaron Rodgers that caused him to be carted off. I immediately thought it was a broken leg for him. Um, other people speculated a torn ACL. Of course, he came back to play in the second half of Sunday Night Football. And if you read like Pro Football Doctor on, on Twitter... Everyone kind of believes it's a sprained MCL for Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy says it is no cakewalk that he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, are you hearing that it's a sprained MCL as well? Uh, and if so, what's the timetable? Should we expect Aaron Rodgers to be out there on Sunday? Yeah, so we're showing it's most likely an MCL sprain, possibly a meniscus injury. But based on the mechanism um, of how his knee moved, it does look like an MCL injury. Um 
if it's a mild sprain, it is realistic for him to play this weekend, but his mobility is going to be affected. Um, I'm sure you also noticed that he wasn't able to really step into those long throws. Of course, he had that incredible comeback um, and was great playing through the injury. Um, I, I'm going to guess he fights through it and tries to play again this weekend, but I think this is something that's going to linger for the next few weeks, and I think we'll see him um, miss some practices or just get in a few limited practices each week. Well, that's pretty good to hear. I don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if you saw Virginia, but his post game interview, he seemed a little loopy. They gave him some serious <laughs> happy pills at halftime to to really relieve the pain. Uh, for anyone listening or watching out there who didn't see it, make sure to check that out because it was pretty funny. Um, but I want to ask you about another Green Bay Packer, his number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Yesterday popped up on the injury report, really as a surprise. We weren't expecting this. So overall, the Packers are banged up here going into a week two matchup against their division rival Minnesota Vikings. And whether or not Devontae Adams was healthy or not, he was still going to have a tough matchup because we assume that he's going to face Xavier Rhodes in that game. So how worried should we be with this shoulder injury to Devontae Adams as he was a limited participant practice today? And what will his availability be like for Sunday? So it's still looking like he's probably going to be able to play in this one. We're showing only a one-week optimal recovery time, um, but he is an elevated injury risk with a below-average health performance factor. Um, so he's going to be at a higher risk than normal of getting hurt this weekend and likely won't play quite as well. Um, very possible for wide receivers to play through mild shoulder sprains, but it will hurt. It'll affect his blocking. It'll affect his ability to go up and reach for a ball. So um, probably need to, you know, limit our expectations a little bit for him this weekend, but I do think we'll see him out there. Well, they're already limited with Aaron Rodgers being limited. So uh, the expectations are quite low out there in Green Bay in general, but we also mentioned to start off our show, Virginia, there's been a ton of injuries that have just kind of popped up on us out of nowhere, and Corey Davis was the latest one who battled a hamstring injury for much of 2017. Now he's got a hamstring injury again in 2018. Is it the same hamstring, and how serious is this? So I do believe it's the same hamstring, um, although that's not confirmed. It also sounds like the Titans have said they're just trying to manage his ongoing hamstring issues. I'm not sure I totally believe that because, you know, throughout the preseason, they didn't say anything about his hamstring. So it's likely pretty sore. Um, I do think he's going to play this weekend. But again, he's going to be at, you know, a higher injury risk than most uh, wide receivers out there. Um, We're showing an elevated injury risk right now with that hamstring strain. So we know how easily these are aggravated. Um, this could be something, honestly, that we're looking at for the rest of the year. Don't be surprised if he's limited, you know, every Wednesday, a lot of Thursdays throughout the year. But I think he's going to play right now. There's not a huge cause for concern, but definitely um, something to watch throughout the rest of the week. Greg, if you own Corey Davis right now, do you try to trade him for 75 cents on a dollar? Yes. I don't own Corey Davis anywhere either. Remember, remember, I have him as a wide receiver three in one league, and no. I know a lot of people have him in that range or as a flex wide receiver. We were in that. This is terrible. We were in the league. I was telling you my, my my last draft two days before, and I took Robert Woods over Corey Davis. And you're yep. like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm not the Corey Davis guy. I am the Robert Woods guy. And you thought that was a mistake. Problem is, um, Marcus Mariota, Virginia, is also battling an injury, and he returned to practice yesterday, which is obviously good news. But up until then, I hadn't heard anything on the injury. We know Davis is limited. What's the deal with Marcus Mariota? So the good news here is this actually sounds more like a nerve issue in his elbow than any sort of like a ligament strain or a sprain to the elbow. Um, And that, if it's, you know, 
a lot of the time it can resolve itself pretty quickly. He was a full participant yesterday. And, you know, they've said unless he has a setback, of course, he's going to play Sunday. So not too much concern here. He is an elevated injury risk. Um, health performance factor is below average. And um, we're also showing a two-week optimal recovery time. So if he can make it through the next two weeks without a setback, he should be good to go. No concerns going forward. But I would keep a close eye on his practice participation the rest of the week and make sure he doesn't drop to a limited practice one day or anything like that. Virginia, another injury that randomly popped up on us yesterday was Rex Burkhead with a concussion. We know that he was already dealing with that slight tear in his knee before the season, uh, and he actually looked pretty good in week one. He didn't get in the end zone or anything, but now dealing with a concussion, this is huge news because Sony Michelle is still kind of battling his way back from injury. If both of those guys don't suit up, somebody needs to get the running back snaps in New England, and it would probably be James White. And in a matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars where you know they have those strong perimeter cornerbacks, James White could see a huge workload in this matchup. So we need to know what's going on with Rex Burkhead and what are his chances of playing this week now the fact that he's dealing with a concussion. Yeah, so this one definitely did come out of nowhere. Um, he did take a really big hit late in the first half. Um, but that's likely when he got concussed, kept playing, which is obviously a big concern. Um, good news is he was out there yesterday. He just did individual drills, no contact, but that is a sign he's progressing through concussion protocol. So we're going to have to watch him pretty closely. If he doesn't get cleared by Friday, I definitely would not um, plan to have him in your lineups this weekend to definitely have a backup plan in place, but he was a high risk already. Now he's a very high injury risk. Um, you know, because there's still going to be concerns about that knee for the for at least the next few weeks. So I would plan to stay away from Rex Burkhead for a while. And uh, I'd say he's got a 50-50 shot of clearing concussion protocol. Greg, I think regardless of what happens with Burkhead or Sony Michelle, James White is a top 24 running back in PPR agree. this week. I completely agree. He's a one one running back in that offense that you know Tom Brady's going to trust. He scored a touchdown in week one. Yeah, I, I, there's just there's no way they're going to trust Sony Michelle in pass protection. Uh, early on, he's had that issue in college with him. Certainly the fumbles. James White is the running back you want to own right now in New England, yep. without question. Totally, totally agree with that, Frankie. As we continue on with Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries, we mentioned um, Leonard Fournette earlier on in the show. And Leonard Fournette, we knew about the well-documented foot and leg injuries, Virginia. Unfortunately, they didn't get any better, and he left week one early. Everyone's kind of saying it's mild, but he hasn't practiced yet this week, and I don't know that he'll be out there today for practice. What are you seeing that the latest is on Leonard Fournette? Yeah, so this is not a good situation, and they, even if he starts to feel better, they should not play him this weekend. Um, mild hamstring strains still come with an optimal recovery time of two weeks. So he shouldn't play this weekend. Um, he's one of those players we warned before the season, don't waste a first-round draft pick on him. He's always dealing with something, whether it's his foot or his ankle, now this hamstring injury, um, he's a high injury risk. He was elevated already. He's probably going to be elevated the rest of the year, even if he recovers from this pretty quickly. So, um, you know, if he is active, he's one of those guys you can't really say not to start him. But I, I just don't think you can trust him this week if he does play, and he really shouldn't play. And Virginia, something that we talk a lot about with you and Dr. A is compensation, right? So if he's dealing with this hamstring injury and he's starting to compensate more on the other leg, that can lead to more foot ankle injuries which is something that we've dealt with before with Leonard Fournette. Absolutely, the foot the foot may have caused the hamstring. Like you know, it's, it's and vice versa. I mean, if he 100%. continues to run with his hamstring and starts leaning on the other leg or you know trying to compensate for it, that can lead to more problems with his foot and ankles. That sounds correct, right, Virginia? 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when we say these players are elevated or high risk, that doesn't just apply to the current body part that's injured. Of course, that body part is at a higher risk of getting um, either re-injured or, you know, made much worse. But, you know, like you were saying, these players overcompensate um, and the foot injury or the ankle injury definitely could have led to this. And uh, even if those feel fine now, playing through a hamstring strain could put more stress on any other part of his lower body and lead to another injury. Greg, someone asked me yesterday if they're a Fournette owner, should they trade Peyton Barber to get TJ Yeldon on their team? And I said yes. Really? Is that crazy? I, I don't like that because I think Corey Grant's going to have a role in this offense. Yeah, but I still think if Leonard Fournette's out, we're, we're going to still get that 15 to 20 touches for TJ Yeldon. Um, you might be I mean, right. they leaned on him again in week one. Yeah, but I have a feeling Corey Grant just wasn't part of the game plan. And even if I think he once will they be. get inside you know, the red zone, Corey Grant's more of like the smaller speedster type guy. T.J. Yeldon's going to be the one scoring touchdowns if Leonard Fournette's out. I'm a huge T.J. Yeldon supporter. I always have been. Why? I liked him. That's in so random. No, because I liked him in college at Alabama, and I just thought he was going to be awesome. I thought he was going to be one of these running backs who were just awesome. I said the same thing about Jamal Charles at Texas. I was like, this T.J. Yeldon dude is amazing. And he was a second-round pick, and I just thought he was going to be great. It hasn't really worked out yet, uh, but I do like T.J. Yeldon. Virginia, another running back I need to ask you about, someone that I kind of want to strangle Greg Sussman for making us draft in the GST draft, is Devontae Freeman. We took him in the second round of that draft. He has multiple things working against him this week. He's going up against a Carolina Panthers front seven, which is very stout. They're tough against the run. Uh, And not only that, he has this knee injury now that he's dealing with. We saw he really sat out the second half of that first game against the Eagles. What worries me most about this is that they played on Thursday last week. And he's still not practicing now. He's going to have that, you know, 10-day uh, time period to get ready for this game. And it still sounds like his um, chances to play are in doubt. So what's going on with Devontae Freeman? Does he play this week? And how serious is this knee injury with him? Yeah, so as a Falcons fan, this one really hurts. Um, unfortunately, Freeman is also one of those guys we warned about early in the year. He started an elevated injury risk because he suffered that PCL and MCL sprain last year. Um, didn't undergo surgery, but missed most of the off season, um, likely not dealing with a tear, but when you deal with a significant injury, like he did last year, the ligaments do get stretched out and leave you more susceptible to an injury like this. Um, it didn't seem like there was one play where, you know, he suffered a really bad knee injury, but, um, it doesn't take much, unfortunately, when your ligaments are stretched out like that, obviously didn't practice yesterday. Um, I don't think things are looking good for him this weekend. Uh, We're showing he needs at least two weeks to recover. But again, because this has been a long lingering injury, it's not like in two weeks he's going to be 100% even if he takes the next two weeks off. So he's at a very high injury risk. He shouldn't play this weekend. Um, Again, I think we'll see a lot of Tevin Coleman. um, But this is going to be, if you're a Devontae Freeman owner, this is definitely not a good sign for this week and really for the rest of the season. Virginia, you're going to get me killed. You hear that, Greg? You hear that, Greg? (laughs) I hope Michael Florio is listening and watching too. Because when good old Frank over here was saying, hey, let's not take Devontae Freeman in the second round. Let's double down on wide receiver. We have Antonio Brown. Let's get Keenan Allen. And then we'll figure out the running back position. Nah, nah, position scarcity. We got to get a running back. We got to take Devontae Freeman. This is another guy that I feel like this could just end up being a wash season for him, and maybe it's an overreaction, but you just heard it from Virginia. The ligaments in his knee, it feels like at any point, something even more serious than this can happen throughout the course of the season. And if that does happen, Tevin Coleman is instantly a top 20 running back, Greg. 
Virginia, what Frank didn't tell you was how in another draft, he's like, we got to draft Doug Baldwin. I'm like, nah, I like Juju. <laughs> we really want Doug Baldwin. He's back. He's back toward the top of my leaderboard. He's at the second th- two, three turn. I really want Doug Baldwin there. Now, he didn't mention that because Doug Baldwin not only was, was battling an injury coming into week one, but he couldn't even survive week one. How bad is the current leg injury to Doug Baldwin? Yeah, so this new one is a right MCL sprain. Um, MRI showed a grade two injury, which means that there is a partial tear to the ligament. The good news is the MCL typically heals on its own unless it's a full thickness tear, which this this one is not. Um, but we are showing he needs a minimum of four weeks to fully recover. Um, I guess the only good news here is it's going to give his other, his left knee a little bit more time to heal. Um, but again, I think that's also going to be an issue that lingers through the, through the rest of the year. They haven't said it, but we believe it's a meniscus tear, which will most likely eventually require surgery if that's the case. So obviously he's a very high injury risk right now. Um, Definitely don't think he's going to play in the next two to three weeks, but we're showing again at least four weeks he needs to miss, but probably closer to six. Yeah, I don't know how you can feel any positivity or optimism with Doug Baldwin right now. Again, another one of these players, even more so than anyone else we've talked about today, Greg where I feel like it might just be a wash season for Doug Baldwin, which is why we were aggressively going out and adding guys like uh, Brandon Marshall yep. and Tyler Lockett, who seem to be the, the top two targets in this passing game. Virginia, we've been getting a lot of questions about Marquise Goodwin this week, a guy who is dealing with a, quote, thigh bruise, a deep thigh bruise. Uh, what, what more can you tell us about that uh, for a speedster like, uh, like Marquise Goodwin, who obviously needs his legs underneath him to be able to get downfield and get behind defenses? Sounds like he needs a deep tissue massage, which sounds lovely. <laughs> so normally when a player has a quad contusion, we'd call it a soft tissue injury. Um, you know, they should be fine within a week. With this one, we're actually showing a grade one injury, which does kind of confirm that it really is um, a pretty deep contusion. Optimal recovery time is three weeks. Wow. So, um, you know, probably a lot longer than you might expect for this. Um, his health performance factor is also below average. So again, like you said, for a speedy wide receiver like Goodwin, playing through any sort of a quad injury is really going to affect him on the field. So I, I think he's probably very questionable for this weekend. But if he is active, I wouldn't put him in uh, fantasy lineups for right now. Yeah, so Marquise Goodwin may be active maybe a couple of weeks. You're hearing Dante Pettis' name step up, yeah. uh, Travis Taylor, and, and Pierre Garçon, right? No, I'm, I'm really excited about Dante Pettis here. Yeah? I'm really excited about that possibility because if you look at the pro football focus cornerback wide receiver matchups right now, they have Pierre Garçon matched up with Darius Slay. Darius Slay left in week one against the Jets, but he is expected to play in week two. I think he would be on the same side as Pierre Garçon. If that happens, Dante Pettis will be matched up with Nevin Lawson, who got absolutely torched in week one. So I really, really like that play. If, it, if it's confirmed Sunday morning that Marquise Goodwin is out, Dante Pettis is going to be inside my top 36 at wide receiver this week, Greg. There you go, Dante Pettis. Very aggressive on him. Potentially a top three wide receiver. Uh, top 36 wide receiver, rather, uh, for Frankie. Virginia, final question, and it doesn't really have to do with the player that's hurt, and that's in Detroit. We saw LeGarrette Blunt go down with a bad knee injury. There's a lot of very anxious and excited carry-on Johnson owners. How serious is the injury to LeGarrette Blunt? We have under a minute remaining. So we're actually showing a soft tissue shoulder injury, but he was a full participant at practice yesterday. Oh. Also showing a grade one knee, even though they didn't report that on the injury report. Um, he's an elevated injury risk right now, so not looking great, um, but not a long-term concern here. Optimal recovery time around two to three weeks. So the question will be, will we see enough of Carrion Johnson to make him a, vi- uh, vi- a viable starter this week, Frankie? 
I currently have him outside my top 36. I just don't see how you can trust the situation. Even if he goes off this week, I don't think you can kick yourself for it because we don't really know what his usage is going to be, at least not in week two. And there you go. Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries. We appreciate the time as always. Yeah, thank y'all. Absolutely. We'll talk to Virginia and Dr. A and the crew from Inside Injuries next week. When we come back, Frank's giving you a taste of those top 36 rankings. We dive into the running backs coming up next. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! Carton and Friends. Yeah, buddy! And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. Back with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We want to remind you about our good friends over at DailyRoto.com. This past Sunday, another DR subscriber won a million dollars playing Daily Fantasy Football. That makes $7 million winners. You heard it right. $7 million winners that have been DailyRoto.com subscribers. Head on over right now to DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium and find out how you can party with our successful community of Daily Fantasy players. If it's sports wagering you're into, click on the Sports Betting tab. Go to DailyRoto.com slash betting where you'll be able to use the same tools and algorithms for Moneyline Picks. Picks against the spread, game totals, and the use of Player Props tool that can now be turned loose to forecast spectacular games Game performances that you can now capitalize on without having to worry about salary caps. That's dailyrotor.com. Click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made. Literally. Okay. Frankie, you have any uh, any bets you like thus far this week? Please turn your mic on. Pulled an executive move right there. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've been paying attention to most so far are three underdogs that I like. It's Carolina Panthers. I believe they're plus six against the Falcons. Do you like me to Daily Rotor Machine? Let you know. Uh, sure. I, think? Okay. I mean, look, I crushed it with the Browns and the Rams last week. You did. You did. Um, I also like the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half. I actually like both of those guys as potential upset wins, money line. But, I mean, if you're going to take the spread, obviously. Um, and then the Giants. The right. Giants is my least confidence of those three, but plus three against the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys just didn't look good. The Giants' defense actually looked really, really strong in the second half. There's no confidence rating yet, but they yep. w- if they had to choose one, they would choose Dallas minus three. How do you feel about that? I disagree. <laughs> uh, you said you like Carolina as well, I believe? Yes, plus six. Right. You like Carolina plus six. Um, so does the algorithm. Yeah. No, no star confidence there, but they do like Carolina. What was your other one? I feel very strongly about that. Uh, Seahawks on Monday night against the Bears, plus three and a half. Uh, they like Seattle, plus three and a half as well. No star nice. confidence rating, however. Nice. I like Seattle a lot. I think. They're no. at plus 160 on the money line right now. I feel pretty good about that, man. I mean, betting against Russell Wilson, I know they're on the road. Offensive line is shaky. Um, really- going up against Khalil Mack, obviously. Uh, but betting on Mitch Trubisky to beat Russell Wilson... <sighs> I don't know. I think the bet I like the best. Oh, man, I didn't realize the spread was this high. <laughs> the, pan- the Cardinals plus 13 and a half. This I week. really like Philly minus three in Tampa. I like that. I like that. It's, what sucks is you could have got it at minus two earlier in the week. Yeah, I kind of like the Redskins, but it's a lot of points. What is that, six now? Yeah. Mm, that's a lot. I know. Part of the reason why I love Adrian Peterson this week, Greg. You know what I also do? 
I also like the Chiefs a lot, again. Plus five, right? I like that call. Yeah. I can see that game of field goal. I like, I like, I like the Chiefs again. Disrespect for my man, Patty Mahomes. What do we get? What's the Panthers' money line at this week? Plus 190. I guess the Falcons. The Falcons did not look good, man. If they were without Devontae Freeman, too. Uh, all those injuries in the, in the secondary now. Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. I know. Man, the Panthers have a shot here, dude. I agree, man. Plus 190? Christian McCaffrey's going to go off this week. Oh, absolutely. Christian McCaffrey. And I think Ian off. Thomas is a sneaky, sneaky play. I, I have him as a solid tight end, too. I couldn't, I couldn't push him much higher than that up in the rankings. But I think he's sneaky if you're hurting a tight end. 844-843-6879. We'll get to Frankie's running back rankings in just a moment. We want your start questions for tonight for the Bengals and the Ravens. We'll give you our pick before the end of the show today. But I want to start off with the phone lines. I want to go to Eric in Florida for our first call today at 844-843-6879. What's going on, Eric? What's going on, guys? Not much. What's your question? Now, I, have a, I have Aaron Rodgers, and I have uh, these quarterbacks to choose from if I want to sit them. Uh, Case Keenum, Andy Dalton, and Joe Flacco. What do you guys think I should pick up? Do not start any quarterback in tonight's game whatsoever. Case Keenum is the easy call for me, Greg. Totally, totally agree. I picked Case Keenum up in flex today, actually, as a backup quarterback. To Saw camp. that. It's solid. But it was just a good quarterback to have on the team. I'm sorry, Eric. I, I can't make that move. You know, All right, sir. Thank Case you. Keenum. Absolutely. Um, let me go to Marvelous in Chicago. What's up, Marvelous? How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Awesome, man. I got a, I got this, um, this league. I, I kind of, it's kind of trash. I drafted Jerry McKinnon, and I need help, dude. I have no idea what to do with this lineup. Hit me. Um, I, so right now I'm missing a defense, so I'm gonna have to drop one of these bench dudes. I just wanted to read them off to you, see which one of these guys do I drop. I got Burkhead, Lynch, Baldwin, Watkins, Carryon Johnson, Aaron Jones, and Des Bryant. Hold on. Let me stop you. Uh-huh. Okay. You named your whole, you named your <laughs> whole bench. Unleash the Greggy. You named your whole bench. And everybody has I'm... one thing in common except one player. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. They are all they're, on they're football teams. They are all on a professional football team in the National Football League except one player. That's the one that probably shouldn't be on your team. You, you know what? The, the, the slick gentleman next to you. I was watching his podcast, and he was actually the one that told me to pick up Des Bryant because that late sure. draft, nobody else is going to be seeing that many targets. So that's kind of why I held on to him, and I got him in like two of my leagues right now. But I feel like I should, I should probably drop this guy, man. You know what you should have learned? The slick gentleman to my left is an idiot. You should <laughs> that is him. not true, Greg. I was an advocate for taking that. Look, you can take Des Bryant in the 14th, 15th round of your draft. There's no harm in doing that if he signs in the first couple of weeks. And whatever, maybe you potentially have a wide receiver three. But at this point, no interest, not on a team. I'm with you. He's the guy drop. Okay, Brandon Marshall is also on the waiver on this. Should I be thinking about him or no? I got Kenny Stills in my flex. Um, I like him. We like, I yelled in. We like Kenny Stills a lot. I, so I think the question is, and we thank you for the call, Marvelous, that it's the same question you had earlier on Twitter. Do you drop Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. for, for Brandon Marshall? Right? Like that's, that's ultimately the question. That wasn't the question. Right. This is a little bit different because that person picked up Brandon Marshall and then Sammy Watkins got dropped. So it's would you it's drop Brandon? No, it's thing, not. It's dude. not the same thing. Yes, it's it different. Is. It's different. Can I, I? I can't drop Sammy Watkins yet. Okay, so then you're yeah, not, no, it's not the same thing. Offense. It's not the same thing, Greg. Like I, I wouldn't drop Sammy Watkins yet, but if I saw him out there on free agency, I also wouldn't go out to pick him up. There's a difference. No. Yes, there is. There's not. You just don't understand It's it. all psychological. No, it's psychological with you. 
Let me get to the running back rankings, Frank. <laughs> I'm, I'm the not. fantasy psychiatrist. Your running back rankings are available right now over at RotoExperts.com. They have been made free. So as we talk about them, you can follow along over at RotoExperts.com. Um, Frankie, is there anything specific that, that you ranked? Well, I guess I can just find it. Um, very differently. Put the than link in the rundown, else. Greg. No, I have it open. Check it out. I have I have it open. I have the half point. Right It'll here. say uh, on the side ECR. No, I, I know that. that's why yeah. I said I could pull it up. Yeah. So, what do you yeah. like? What do you like? What do you don't like? So here's where I wanted to start. I actually wanted to start not so much in your top ten. I think it's uh, you know what I will start in your top ten because your number three overall running back is James Conner this week. Yes, sir. You're basically slotting him in where you would have. Are you using him half PPR? Yes, of course. So half PPR is again it's that thing where it's like joint. I like they automatically they make changed it. it. I was told. Yeah, but I I can't actually go and change three different rankings. It's just a lot, Greg. All right, so, I'll use so your, I'm just I, I'm gonna use your PPR rankings. No, I use my standard. No, standard are the ones that they use for the expert accuracy rankings. But PPR is very popular now. Sure, go whatever. Go. go to the PPR. I'm going to the PPR. I, regardless, James Conner is a top three running back this week. That's so what you're, you're basically at. ranking him as Le'Veon Bell. Is what you're doing. He is Le'Veon Bell. Yes, why wouldn't you? Based on everything that we saw in week one, 35-plus touches. Um, and in the matchup against the Chiefs, we just saw Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler absolutely tear them apart in the passing game. So whether it's standard, PPR, the guy played 91% of the snaps in week one as well. So I think he's a lock to get 25 to 30-plus touches again. You're going to see at least five uh, five receptions. I, I can see that, you know, six or seven targets. Uh, with all that being said, I mean, he's got to be a top three running back. I, I love him in DFS. He's like 7000 on FanDuel this week again. You, you can't get away from that price. You just can't. I think it's ballsy, for sure. Like, top three, like, I get how good he was last week, and I get how much they gave him the rock. But let's remember, like, the weather was pretty terrible um, in, in Cleveland, and it wasn't as terrible as many people expected it to be. Um, but the fact is that you have him above guys that we really like, like Christian McCaffrey and Melvin yeah. Gordon, and, and even Ezekiel Elliott, who I want to ask you about in a moment. Um, I, I just think that's a lot. Who else behind him is touching the ball 35 times, Greg? Crickets. Ezekiel Elliott could, right? Crickets. Ezekiel Elliott could? Nope. That's no one else. Probably There's probably good. nobody on this list that's going to touch the ball 35 times. Not even Todd Gurley. I think Ezekiel, who is number Ezekiel one. Elliott's your best option, I would say. He's, he's your best bet. If you, you have to choose one in the been, field. By the way, so Ezekiel Elliott is Frank's seventh-ranked running back this week, which yes, is sir. fine. Um, there's been a lot of questions about Ezekiel Elliott that we've gotten this week because they saw how bad the Cowboys were in week one. And while Ezekiel Elliott was fine, there's concerns about him going forward. How nervous are you about Ezekiel Elliott going forward? With everything that you just said, the Cowboys scored eight points. Their offense looked absolutely atrocious, and it was a bad matchup against the Carolina Panthers. The one bright spot was still Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. 15 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. We even saw him with four targets in the past game, three receptions for 17 yards. I actually expect the targets to increase. I'm with you. I think there's a chance in this matchup. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott carries the ball at least 20 times and could see, you know, five, six targets in this game. There's a chance that, uh, you know, he's around that 25-touch range this week. He's easily a top seven running back. I mean, even on the year, he's still top five for me. I'm not downgrading him. The Cowboys need to get more creative with their offense, with their play calling. They need to get Michael Gallup more involved in this offense, uh, more of a vertical threat. And then I think once that happens, that'll just open things up for Zeke. I'm not worried about him. Okay, so no, no worries about Ezekiel Elliott. One person you are buying into, according to your rankings, available now at RotoExperts.com, is Joe Mixon, who's safely at number 11. It's where the consensus has him as well. Uh, Joe Mixon, everybody's loving him. He plays tonight against tough Ravens defense. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of the battle of two immovable forces, right? After week one, uh, the Ravens' defense looked as great as it did. You have to take that with a grain of salt. They were going up against the Buffalo Bills. They had a huge, huge lead. Nathan Peterman looked absolutely terrible. Josh Allen came in in the second half. There was just no chance for LaShawn McCoy to do anything in that matchup. And then we even saw uh, his backup in that matchup um, getting more touches in the second half. So uh, you can't really take that. But they were good against the run last year. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think based on the usage that Joe Mixon saw in week one and the fact that he had, you know, 150 total yards and a touchdown, you have to rank him as a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 this week, Greg. Frankie has James White inside his top 17. He's ranked number 17. That is eight spots higher than the consensus. We already talked about how much we like James White, so that makes sense. Lamar Miller sneaks in there as well. You know, Frank's a glutton for punishment. Um... Rice Freeman, <laughs> you have at number 20 in your PPR ranks this week. I have a, a team where I have owned, I think this is in Carton's League. I own Royce Freeman. He's my RB2. And I'm wondering if I should start him or I should start Alfred Morris. You have Royce Freeman ranked at number 20, and you have Alfred Morris at 33. So you say Freeman pretty easily. Yeah, I feel very, very strong about Royce Freeman this week. What I mentioned to you the other day, Greg, uh, the fact that he saw the highest percentage of eight-plus defenders in the box in Week 1 and still managed to rush 15 times for 71 yards. Um, And then you look at the matchup against the Oakland Raiders, they allowed 5.4 yards per carry against the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, it's Todd Gurley. He went off, but Todd Gurley did his thing in the passing game as well. I'm not sure how much we see from Royce Freeman in the pass game overall, uh, but I do think there's a good chance that he rushes for at least 75, 80 yards in this game, and I think he gets in the end zone as well. All right, and that's going to do it for us on our live stream here on YouTube. We'll be, of course, going for the next five minutes or so on our live radio, FNTSY Radio, and, of course, the podcast. You have five more minutes of us. If you're listening to us there, we appreciate it. If you would like the podcast, you subscribe, you give us five stars, and you leave a comment. We really appreciate it. I also want to remind you about our weekly FanDuel contest, Frank. Yeah, last week we did it. We had uh, 20 participants. Uh, actually, it only filled up to 18, but it was $5 per person. The top three positions pay out. So if you're interested in that, you can contact me on Twitter at Roto underscore Frank. Let me know what your FanDuel username is, and I will send you an invite. Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and a recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contests. Sign up today and go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Uh, Frank and I will do a, our Survivor picks officially tomorrow. I know we were talking about the Chargers and the Rams earlier in the week. Uh, we'll lock that in tomorrow on the show. Absolutely. Let's go back to your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Uh, let's go to... Steve in Massachusetts. What's up, Steve? Hey, Greggy. What's up, my man? What's up, Stevie? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I actually have um, I can't. I actually have a question. It's about my ten-team league. Um, I, I listen to you guys. I listen to you guys talk about the injuries. About uh, and I, I have like uh, Aaron Rodgers, Fournette, and Doug Baldwin. And I was just wondering because like the Seattle, they haven't like took taken them out yet. I was just wondering, should I try to pick up like maybe like a running back, like a Fournette can't go? Because right now, I, so right now I'm um, I have Aaron Rodgers starting, Alfred Morris, uh, either Fournette or T.J. Yeldon and Lamar Miller. And as far as like the receiver replacement, I have like Kenny Galladay in there. So like, I guess like what should I what should I do as far as like those guys go down? Should I try to put in, like, Brandon Marshall or something? 
I think Elon's fine. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's fine as well. Yeah. In 10 teams, I mean, you know, the replacement value is always going to be better. So, you, yeah, you have a ton of injuries here. Um, but you have TJ Yeldon, 4-4 net. I like Alfred Morris a lot this week. Uh, Lamar Miller, while he doesn't have a ton of upside, he's a top 20 running back week in and week out because of his usage. Um, and Kenny Galladay looked great in week one, and he has a pretty good matchup this week against the San Francisco 49ers. I think Richard Sherman's going to be the guy matched up with Marvin Jones, so I still do like Kenny Galladay, and I love, love, love Golden Tate this week in the slot. Oh, yeah? Love him. Okay, cool. So Golden Tate, a popular target this week uh, for Frank. Tonight, the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, what is the spread currently at, Frankie? We have it as the Ravens minus one. So it's been going back and forth. This is according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. So I know the Bengals yesterday were minus one. I think they were as high as like minus one and a half, right? So they're the home team in this game, but a lot of money coming in um, on the Baltimore Ravens, and now they've shifted to minus one Baltimore. So what are you doing? Um, Wow. I mean, look, I (laughs) I wouldn't touch this game. First of all, I don't have a lot of confidence either way. If I had to choose a team in these AFC North matchups, they're so close, uh, hard-hitting, they don't like each other, I'm going to go with the home team. Uh, I, don't f- I don't have a lot of confidence in it, but I will go with Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they got off to a slow start last week. It was, it was a really weird game for them, but then the defense showed up. They had that fumble on Jack Doyle, which they ran back to the house for a touchdown. I think the um, getting Joe Mixon involved the way that they did is going to completely change the complexion of this offense. So that's going to give the Baltimore Ravens defense some fits. The, the Baltimore Ravens defense that is still without Jimmy Smith. We know he suspended the first four games. So A.J. Green is going to be a handful for them. It's kind of hard to trust Andy Dalton in primetime on a Thursday night game. But if I had to choose one, I will take Cincinnati. The bet that I feel strongly, strongest, uh, the bet that I feel strongly about most here is the under at 44. Four out of the last four, five times. I know Gabe has mentioned this uh, between the Bengals and the Ravens. This has gone under the numbers. So that is the bet that I feel strongly most strongest about. Gabe has also mentioned that the last two times these, te- these two teams played, the Buffalo Bills were pumped about it because it was the way Andy Dalton was able to complete a pass across the middle uh, and send Buffalo into the playoffs. Now, will that happen tonight? No, because Buffalo's not going to the playoffs this year. But Andy Dalton in Baltimore, I, I think it's really interesting. I think people have kind of underestimated, myself very much included, Cincinnati coming into this year. And the winner of this game has, has a nice leg up on that and AFC North with sure. Pittsburgh and Cleveland tying in Week 1. I'm going to go with the home team also. I don't think Baltimore is as good as they were last week against Buffalo, for sure. But I'm excited to see what they really are. I like their defense. I like Cincinnati's defense also. The bet, if you have to make a bet, is the under. Absolutely. Yep. Coming up next, Fantasy Football Frenzy, Chris Ventra, Jim Day, and special guest host, Gabe Morenzi. For Frank Stanfield, I'm Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.